might sound really odd, but some of my favorite things in the Bible is seeing the humanity in these great men and women of God. You know, the very people as we read, we we fall in love with them and we fall in love with their faith because they are just so God-fearing, God-honoring. Uh, we, we look to them to help us point to Christ. and But then you really see who these people were and all of them were complete screw-ups. <laughs> and even after their great works, start paying attention to Adam and Eve and Abraham and Noah and Moses and David and Paul and Peter and, you know, every single great man of God in the Bible is still just a human being and worthless without the love of Christ and the power of Christ in them. I'm reading this book called Rhythms of Grace and it's awesome because this is like a true heart of worship that not only worship leaders should read, but I think just people in general to understand what true worship through music looks like. But they go through this section, first starting with Noah. After 40 days and 40 nights of worldwide floods, the earth is wiped clean. And when the water recedes, Noah and his family descend from their gopher wood shelter onto the still damp ground. One would think that in the aftermath of such widespread judgment, Noah would be on his best behavior. But the old man can't stay away from the booze. He gets drunk and the curse shows how hard fought its removal will be. Nonetheless, it's all part of the story God is telling. And into the story wanders Abraham. There's not much to say about Abraham before God shows up. We know that he is semi-nomadic, a herdsman. Many believe he was a pagan, a star worshiper, to be precise. We know he was old. We know that by all appearances, he and his wife were sterile. The story that unfolds shows him to be quick to lose heart, willing to prostitute his wife, and to and be all too eager to jump into bed with one of his slave girls, eventually abandoning her and the son he fathered through her. Yet this is the man God chooses to use for the next phase of his plan. Through Abraham, he will begin to teach this lost and broken world a new song. That's just one example of, uh, of many, many, many men and who they really are at their, at their root. And after the fall, we, we all have that same curse of just lack of faith, of self-consumed, of not trusting so as we battle day to day, and, and I pray that we are battling for Christ and we are battling to for holiness and for righteousness, that we're still going to fail and we're still going to be losers in our defeat of sin. But we are victors. In the end, Christ will come back and claim us completely holy and righteous. And so we need to focus on that more than we are in our daily struggles. We don't just negate our fight because of that. We don't just say, okay, well, hands up. I'm just uh, worthless, and so I need to not try. No, you are a son of God. You're a daughter of God. You are righteous. You are holy through God the Father's eyes in Christ Jesus. The Holy Spirit is living inside of you. God is literally inside of you, holding witness, professing the, the truth to your hearts, uh, giving you strength when you call upon him, when you grasp, when you cling to him, when you feed him with the word. So we are not helpless. We have all the help we need. God is with us. Know that you do have a war waging inside of you. The flesh and the spirit 
And that's where we are called in Romans 8 to cling to the Spirit, to have a mindset on things of the Spirit, because that's the only way we can survive this flesh world. Love you guys. Mm-hmm.